Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rehap Up Podcast. We're here today to talk about 90 Day Fiance's The Other Way, Season 5, Episode 9, a.k.a. 42 Minutes, Four Couples, Two Major Storylines, Two Fodder Couples, and Why Are We Introducing a Couple So Late Into the Season? Once again, I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, PSM McKeeley, ready to make sense of all the things we see on this wacky show. And with me today, you know him from many a podcast, but in this universe, on this Hot Mess Express, you know him as the team leader for Nicola's Army. It is Jason Reed. Jason, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I thought we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going to slander my name by telling by telling people I am team Nicola, which is uncategorically false. Uh, but I was happy to be here until you just lied, uh, lied on my name. I'm here, you know, <laughs> I've been on the Hot Mess Express for for a minute uh, recently. I feel like I feel like me and this podcast is getting serious. You know, I ha- I've done like twenty five thousand other podcasts, so maybe it's time to settle down and, and just do this one. I don't know. What do you think? It's you know, it's an option. It's an option. You can definitely do that. Now the question is, will people in your life think that you know better now, or is this a toxic decision that you're making? That's the I want to show people I can be part of a healthy podcast, you know. <laughs> <I wanna laughs> Definitely the healthy one here yeah. on the Hot Mess Express. On a level of, uh, in my podcasting ability, a level of one to eight, I'm like a twelve. So you know. That's what I hear about you. That's what they yeah, say about Jason. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, what's funny is that I will, I will be shady towards you, and you're probably one of the worst people to do that with because you listen to the pods that you're not on. <laughs> Whereas sometimes I can talk smack on Chappelle knowing full well he ain't going to listen to it unless it's like a couple of weeks. He might like one might slip through the cracks, but I can't get past you with it. No, I, I listen to every single one. And every time I hear my name, I'm like, oh, that booyah. He's, he's once again slandering me on this podcast. <laughs> we have fun. We have fun on the Hot Mess Express. We got it. We got it. Otherwise, we what, yeah. what do we have? Yeah. So let's let's get into all of the shenanigans here. Now, again, because of 90 Day Fiance's The Last Resort, we have been on a slate of 42-minute episodes. Jason, 
Net positive, right? Because it's been, I think, short of sweet with 90 oh Day Fiance. A hundred percent. I'm like, by the time this thing is over, when I get when I hit the next time on, I'm like, really? We're done. That's it. I am super shocked that we're only at we like when it when it's over because I'm used to these two hour nine day fiance shows where it, at a certain point it feels like it's going on for a while. But these these other ways, like okay, yeah, this is a nice little bite sized amount. It's easy to digest. And it feels like we do get we do get like full segments, but I I do wonder how long the season's gonna go. Are they going to? Is this like the regular amount of show? They're just stretching it out, or what's happening? So that's what we talked about last week, where we're thinking they did they always have plans to move to the forty two minutes because of the last resort or no? Because if they didn't, they must be re editing these video these uh, couples to make them fit into 42 minutes, which I don't think ultimately it's that hard because all they got to do is open the project up, remove, let's say, all the Danielle and Johan segments from the one hour and a half episode, put that in episode two, and then put all the like the scattered footage from like TJ and Kimberly into the one episode here, and then they can make that happen. I just feel like it's such a self report that we are watching the show 42 minutes is plenty of time to give us enough storyline with some still not enough on some other couples where they're fodder but it feels better than the one hour and a half the one hour and a half can feel like it's dragging along it can feel like it's going too slow and and i don't love that i feel like this is the perfect pace for the show and jason i don't know if you've been watching 90 day fiance's the last resort it's kind of become my mindless consumption show because <laughs> I don't have to take notes on it or worry about having to talk about these couples. It's actually been fun as well. Yeah, I've been checking it out. It's definitely, like you said, definitely mindless. You can, you can, this is a background activity show. You can do laundry, you can do dishes and check on it every now and then. You see Angela yelling in someone's face like she, you know, is on Jerry Springer like she does. I mean, this is, that's what we brought Angela on the show for, obviously. But yeah, it's definitely just a, a fun little distraction in the 90 universe, right? Yeah, it's been that's exactly what it is. Good distraction. I feel like because they're in this under this therapy, guys, they're sharing a lot more on that show for better or for worse. Sometimes and, listen, just, just like the other nine day shows, it gets into TMI territory with a lot of these people. Always. Oh, at this point, it's to be expected, honestly. I mean, and you get crossovers like Jovi and, and Angela uh, terrorizing Yara while she's trying to sleep at 2 a.m. in the morning by like coming into their hotel room, which is, was just mind blowing to me. But you get these fun interactions mm-hmm. between some of your favorite 90 Day Fiance nonsense couples. It to me, it is very much the um, Brant Steele of 90 Day shows where. Who expected this cast? Why are they flipping mattresses on each other? What is going on? But you can't take your eyes off it because it's a good bit of fun. And honestly, I'm quite happy with the spread they've got because it's not really the Angela show. It's not the Big Ed show. There's good. There's enough other stuff going on that is compelling. Like, for example, I'm very much invested in the Asuelu and Kalani storyline right now on that series. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting to be to be that invested in them. But I think I'm probably the most invested in them. Jovi and Yara, I don't know. It, in the beginning, it felt like they were just on here just, you know, just to be here, just to get the paycheck. But it feels like they're actually going through a lot, which is interesting. And so you have a lot of different uh, storylines, a lot of different issues, with all these couples. And they're being very, very open about all their issues, which is interesting and, and good. 
Yeah, they're not hiding anything at all, which, again, I do enjoy. Now, let's talk about the task at hand here. That is, of course, 90 Day Fiance is the other way. We'll kick off with a couple we haven't really seen in a minute. And I think very quickly we realized why that may have been. So we re-up ourselves with a dose of TJ and Kimberly. We go back to India for this one. And with TJ and Kimberly, the last time we had seen them, uh, TJ and his brother Yash were trying to... you know, mend the fences specifically. TJ wanted to mend the fences between Kimberly and Yash. It didn't work out. Yash ended up storming off from the peace meeting. So we find out, Jason, that it's been a couple days since those two have not spoken at all. It still hasn't been a week since she no, got there. It's been like, like <laughs> three days, right? Because I believe she arrived with a week before the wedding. And they're four days away from the wedding when the episode starts. Like they're stretching this thing out till forever. Yeah. Which to me, does that lend to a theory of, yeah, this ain't going to work. It it might. I just, I have this sinking feeling that like most couples on this show as dysfunctional and toxic as they are, they're probably going to stick it out more than likely. Yeah. I, I have to imagine so, but also at the same time, my life's been fine without them. I don't miss them. Yeah, the, the toxicity is, is a little much with this couple. Like the yelling and the screaming. I'm like, okay, it, it's, it's a little much. Every episode is the same thing. It ends in a yelling match uh, involving TJ's family and Kimberly it's with, you know, it, with some involved. Yeah, I just, oh my God. I just really can't with them. The drama's too much. They really had us in, and I say the first half very loosely, they had us in the first episode where I in full ronald mcdonald makeup was like oh my god they're showing us a couple who you know are in india and the family approves the family has given their blessing to a love marriage as opposed to arranged 90 day typically doesn't cast a couple like this on the show thank everybody because i can't believe we're getting this good stuff and within minutes into episode two minutes into episode three and by this point I'm like, yeah, no, give me, give me the repeat. Give me Ginny and Sumit again, please. Cause this is way too much arguing and you haven't even gotten halfway to the marriage yet. Well, listen, by the time you get to the end of this episode, we're kind of in Jenny Sumit territory. The family hates the, the wife, you know, wants her to, to be gone because she won't, you know, bend to their, their ways. I mean, we're kind we're kind of back to the Jenny Sumit of it all, which is, you know, right where we belong, I guess. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, I. okay, okay. So we do see they got to listen. They got to set us up as if everything's happy at first. So the first scene we see of them this episode is they are going to go and meet up with the wedding decorator to kind of see what the venue is going to look like for the wedding. Kimberly insists that she wants to drive. And TJ was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, yeah, I want to drive. I want to learn how to go places. I'm not like dependent. And all I could think was me. I would never drive in another country, less the country where I've seen footage of driving. Like I've been in a car in Iran and in Iran and India are not the same, but I know they give similar energy where the rules of driving can very much be a hey, you do you like we figure it out as we go along. And, and this would have stressed me out so much because I stress being in a street here. I would stress way more being in another country behind the wheel. The number one rule is there are no rules. As we can see that Kimberly perpetrates a hit and run. And then, I don't know, no one pulls over to exchange information. It's like, oh, yeah, you just hit me. Uh, you will deal. We're all good. We'll deal. <laughs> yeah, we're all cool. good. I'll just, you know, honk at you and I'll be on my way. 
I mean, I guess it TJ's car did looks like take the brunt of it because it was he like hit what? Did he hit a rickshaw or something? Did she hit a rickshaw? I should say. I don't know. I I was just too stressed thinking about the prospect of me driving because I, I don't know if I've made this note on the pod. I hate driving. So anytime I see a, a car and I see uncertainty on the road, I'm I'm in a panic. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, is is uh is that what is that one of the the countries where they drive on the opposite side of the road as as we do? Well, I think she got on the yeah. I think she got in the car on the on the passenger side to drive. So I believe so. Yes, yeah. So I mean that that in and of itself would freak me out. I would have to like practice in a a low volume area, which I think in that area is probably hard to find in the first place. So I I think I'd probably just be like, you know what, I'm good. You can just drive for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I. That's another thing I didn't think of. How much practice do you think one needs to get used to driving on the opposite side? If um, they're like a let's say someone's like a regular driving everyday person, are they going to be able to just immediately go to the other side of the car? Yeah, for me, quite a bit. Because I think I would just instinctively go on the side that I'm used to, which would, you know, more than likely end up in a head-on collision at some point. Ah, I see, I see. Okay. So we get to the we get to the wedding decorator. And honestly, this looked fine. Everything, they looked happy about it. You could tell Kimberly hated, hated the chairs they had set out there. Yeah, I so, can imagine everyone's going into this with like, uh, you know, all of us sitting at home and TJ are probably going into this like butts clenched because we remember what how how she carried on at the house when there wasn't stuff she liked. So everyone's like tightening, waiting for her reaction to this. And it wasn't that bad. Oh God. Yeah. I, I'm just happy that once she knew or was told that they can change the cloth on the chairs, that things seemed to calm down. Everything was fine. She mentions that she likes specific pinks. Like a, she's always dreamt of like a ballet pink. Um, so sounds like she's getting that and then some, but it doesn't seem like it's a problem. She's very happy with the way the wedding decorator made it seem like she could get what she wants. So I didn't like how TG was like, yeah, this is cool now, but I'm just worried about the wedding day. What happens if she finds one thing she doesn't like on the wedding day? She's going to she's gonna go off. I was like, yeah, that's probably about accurate. Yeah. So then the next scene we see, TJ once again, clearly the first peace talks worked very well. So TJ is going to exercise that opportunity again today and he wants to get a conversation because his dad's coming in tomorrow, so he wants to have the family all on the same page. So that includes Yash, Kimberly, TJ, his da- father-in-law, I believe, or sorry, his what, stepdad her, and his no, mom. Her no. dad is coming uh, to. Oh to my god! Sorry, that was his dad. So her dad is coming, not his yeah. dad. Her dad. Okay. So her dad is about to enter. Oh god, this is a mess. Fun. <laughs> oh, and this is the state of the house. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be yeah. ropes. It's Can you over. imagine? Because I remember us meeting her dad like in the first episode. This like mm-hmm. really gentle, kind man. Can you imagine him coming into the situation and being like in the middle of some arguing? That's gonna be just hell on earth. Yeah, and, and the answer is no. I cannot. I cannot imagine that. So I'm already stressed for that situation. Now it's got so much worse. <laughs> so much worse. Okay, so they they go downstairs. TJ and Kimberly go downstairs to sit with the family to talk. And um, Kimberly's wearing uh, these the ripped jeans where the knee is exposed. But it's like it's like a little more than just the knee. It's like a big rip down the middle. Yeah. So I would say like all the way, maybe two inches under the knee. And then two inches above the knee are all exposed. And I mean, come on, you you have to know that this is not like the thing to be doing here, right? Like, I, I feel like I wish these people would, could come into like to come into India 
and they'd be given like a pamphlet. Like in case your <laughs> your partner did not tell you some of the things that are expected culturally of you in this country, here are some things you need to know. Like I just, I just wish they could get that before they come in because she. I don't know if she has been told. I don't know if she knows or not. If she knows, it's even worse because she's doing this on purpose, knowing that this is not they're, they're not going to be happy with this with these jeans. When she when she came out uh, in the beginning of the episode with like the the ripped jeans or her midriff showing, I was like, oh. That's that's interesting. Uh, I don't know how that's going to you know go over here. I'm not sure. Uh, but then she she comes and you know does it with his parents and like mom's like, dude, why are you walking around here naked? Like I, like cause, because to them that is very you know not done. That's very immodest. Well, I feel like a combination of the fashion choice because you know the the whole ripped jeans thing is definitely a thing, but I feel like it's also changed throughout the years. Even for me, someone who will see it on the regular, where before it used to be like a couple like slits of the jean were ripped, like a little like a little slide, a little slice was exposed. Then it became like bigger pieces, and I feel like this is like the full extreme of your knees are practically all out, and then oh, yeah. your, the rest of your leg is covered. But what? Yeah, as, as a as a father of a 14 year old girl okay let me tell you how this has changed throughout like just the last couple of years like anymore like i had like honestly it i i was kind of acting like like uh tj's mom like so basically you almost have no pants on like that's that's what we're doing here <laughs> uh, i didn't know i didn't know uh i so personally i've never felt the desire to wear ripped jeans. I don't feel like they would work for me. I don't think I've got the, the finesse to pull them off. Um, so I've never really paid attention to them, but I've just seen them in the wild, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. Now, it's, it's got, it's like the rips have gotten so much bigger. They've gotten like, bigger. hundred well, percent. Yeah. You, you might as well not even wear any pants at this point. You might as well be wearing shorts. Let's, let's we're very, on. we're very close to the jeans are basically jorts. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> Remember the do we do people still do the pants where there's a zipper and you can turn it from shorts to pants or pants to shorts? No, I think those are way out of style. I, those were in style when I was like 10. And no, I, those I had weren't in style. Can yeah, we be honest? They were never in pants. style. Yeah. They were just available. <laughs> yes, exactly. They were functional, not not necessarily uh, in <laughs> style. Uh, I did have a couple of those pairs of pants for sure. I did. I was just too, I was always too lazy because putting take zipping it off was easy. Zipping them back on was a pain and I the never zipper, wanted to deal with it. The zipper always scratched my leg. Like I, yeah. I would wear them like a couple times. <laughs> like this isn't even this doesn't even feel good. <laughs> so those were kind of one and done uh, pairs of pants. Yeah. So and, and to speak a little bit about the uh, jeans here and, you know, you you asked, was she told or and she's like fully just like going rebellion, maybe. I think based on the way TJ was telling his mom when his mom was like, she's not even respecting us. What is she wearing? And he said, it'll be fine. She'll adjust. She'll adjust, uh, you know, soon. And to me, this has been TJ's demo the whole time where he hasn't told Kimberly anything about the requirements and the, the things that need to be changed or uh, adapted because of fear that the relationship will go sideways. And to me, this is more of that where I don't think she has any idea. They She wore the same jeans when they went out to the wedding decorator. He said nothing. So to me, I think she's like, well, if I wore these outside and it was fine, then probably it's fine if I wear them here. Yeah, but I also kind of feel like, you know, if you know anything about the world, you should know, you should kind of understand that this is not the way that they typically dress there. I, you know, I know because I watch Night Day Fiance, right? That's how I kind of learned. 
but I don't know. I don't know who to put it on more, TJ or Kim. I, I guess TJ, since he, he has not bothered to, to share anything about their culture because she has just been confused this whole time. about like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? It's just, it's more of these people jumping into this without being fully aware. Yeah. It's oh god yeah so so okay so let's go back to the to the the conversation with the family that's truly truly not working well because before so she sits down immediately mom says what is she wearing and then there's a back and forth and in the midst of this back and forth you've got um Yasha's not even looking at TJ and TJ's getting very very worked up because I think in TJ's head he's like look what I did. I made her come here. Isn't that pretty cool? Because she wasn't going to be down here, but I brought her down here. And they're like, what is she wearing? And then TJ is like, just let it be. Like, let's just talk about the issues at hand. And then ultimately, I don't remember exactly what Yash said, but Yash tried to speak and TJ was like, you shut up. You stop talking now. <laughs> Yo, they go from zero to 60 in no time in these fights. Like, Yasha's one thing, like, you shut up now! You shut up! I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, that's a lot. Um, and, you know, you could tell Yash has been really in his parents' ears, like, really poisoning them against Kim at this point for, for probably a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's been going down. Because I think Yash, and Yash has done a good job of it, I think. Yeah, of, for sure. Uh, convincing them. When we first met Kim and she came there, the parents were very like nice to her. They were very like understanding. They were all for this. And now it's like mom is like mean mugging like like nothing else. She's like this lady. She has no respect, no manners at all. And mom does point out like she, uh, about Yash and Kim's conversation. She's like, yeah, she told him not to touch her, which, you know, it out in public might suggest that Yash is being very inappropriate towards Kim and that could get them in trouble. I was like, oh, damn, I never even. I never even thought about that. I'm sure Kim herself didn't think about, didn't think that that was going to, that that could be a result. Yeah. So that was interesting in and of itself. Yeah. I, um, what's it called? I felt like that was a thing that Yash definitely would have painted that, that outburst like that will just put their family in trouble and that she's just looking for conflict and there's no logic. There's no, they're just complaining and hating us is really what it feels like. Yash was able to put time into painting and that is so unfortunate that Yash has done this, even though they were trying to like fix things. And Kimberly seemed to like want to fix things as well, as did TJ. But Yash, I don't think had any interest in it and has definitely tried to muddy the waters. So, yeah, he's definitely using all of her words against her that she said in anger. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> in their conversation, he's definitely using that against her to tell her, you know, to tell his family, like, she doesn't want to live with us. She doesn't want to live here. But it does, it does feel like, it does kind of feel like Kim got this apartment over top of them. It almost feels like she might want to like stay in her ivory tower and like not even want to be bothered with her family. That that probably is how it feels mm-hmm. is all from the outside. She just wants to stay in this apartment, you know, on her own. She doesn't want to deal with us. She's got her little space up there and she'll stay up there because I mean, like today, like, you know, in this episode, he had to come basically get her and be like, Hey, can you like come downstairs? Like you're just kind of sitting here by yourself, like and the whole family's downstairs. So I, I just wonder if there's something to do with that as well. She's kind of like upstairs in her in her little space away from us. I think that's a huge factor. I think that um I think because if you look at it in any way, the beef was with Yash. She's not happy with the thing the way things have been going with Yash, but also any footage we've seen of Kimberly, she's upstairs doing her own thing. 
and right. not really interacting with the family, not trying to communicate, not putting in any effort with mom, not putting in effort with dad. And I feel like that's going to be an issue because you've also given Yash enough time to paint it as if you don't like them. And it's hard to see why, because the only time you go downstairs is with TJ but also TJ has to go get you. It's not like you're like, oh, let's go down. Like, you know, there's no like enthusiasm to be there, uh, at least how I see it or how they're showing it to us. Yeah, 100 percent. And it feels like, you know, she's 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 being purposefully standoffish in a way. Yeah. And and also we learn in confessional that Yash does not think this is a good relationship. He does not approve. He thinks this will create a havoc. And honestly, it doesn't feel like it's going to even get off the ground before it gets there, because already there's been an outburst. Kimberly has stormed off. TJ's not making any good efforts on keeping his family on side. I feel like he's yelling at his own mother, which is not putting him in a good light and also further proves to them that, oh, she's a bad influence on him. So how are y'all going to get married in four days again? Can we? uh, (laughs) hmm? I mean, it it gets like TJ is like throwing stuff around like, damn, bro. Like, I I almost feel like I almost feel like this wasn't even like foreign to them. I feel like if they get into any argument, it gets like this. It doesn't even have to be about Kimberly. It it feels like this is how the arguments usually go. Yeah. Within the family. Yeah, I uh, yeah Ugh. yeah. So then uh, next week we do see that she's packing up to leave. So I feel like this is like I don't, I, don't, I feel like this is a this is a fake out. I don't know why. Standard like big bro- uh, big brother. I was about to say standard ninety day stuff for sure. Yeah, like she's going like maybe she's she had planned on you know staying with her dad in some hotel when he gets there, and she's just packing for that. But they're trying to make us think like she's on her way back to America. She's never coming back here again. But like I said, I feel like with most of these nine day couples as toxic and damaged as they all are, most of them end up staying together, even though they probably shouldn't uh, minus one couple we'll talk about uh, in this episode. Um, but I feel like more, more likely than not, this is still going to work out. Yeah. Um, at least one of us does. <laughs> I don't know no, if no. I'm fully trusting that this is going to work out as of right now, but you do think that the, the next time on is a fake out. I do think the next time on is a fake out. I do not think she's leaving, leaving because I think she's packing to go pick up her dad. If that yeah. makes sense. Like, yes, that makes I, more I, sense to me. Yeah. I think she might like stay with her dad in a hotel, like before the wedding or something and like, you know, something like that. Yeah. I think that's very likely actually. So then that's where we've got with them. Thankfully, they're done now. Let's talk about a couple that I'm very excited to uh, get angry at. It's Julio and Kirsten time, Jason. So, oh, God. This, okay. this is the most, this, I said it last time I was here. This is the most boring couple I think I've ever seen on a 90 Day Fiance. It was such a nothing burger, this whole relationship. And then for him to just kind of like, you know, just treat it like this. I feel like he had like the producers had to force him to have this conversation on camera. He probably did not want to do this for the longest time because he knows how it's going to look. He knows how it's going to come off. He did her so dirty. Just so dirty. So dirty. So if y'all don't remember who Julio and Kirsten are, Kirsten is from the Netherlands. Julio is from he first of all, big DJ out in New York. He does not want to live in the States. He's made this very clear. He wants to live abroad. That's been his dream. 
and him and Kirsten have have formed a, a long relationship. Everything's been good. He's even lived with her for two months as a trial in the Netherlands. And now she's coming to America for the first time. The whole premise was we're going to visit your I'm going to see your family. I'm going to see everything in the next year uh, or sorry, in a couple of months. You're moving to me. That's going to be great. Julio had not told his mom about this. Not just about moving, but also about the relationship. So they were together for about a year and he hadn't said anything. And also he hadn't told his family. He hadn't told friends. Like he had basically told nobody about Kirsten. Kirsten's a ghost. And now when we last saw them, Kirsten was leaving New York. They had pinky promise that the move was going to happen. Everything's good. And of course, Julio switched up the minute she left. So now Julio and Kirsten are on a phone uh, on a video chat. And Julio is saying that he can't leave. He doesn't know when it might have to be on pause for a minute because his mom doesn't want him to move and wants him to help take care of his brothers who are going through some stuff. Interesting that we didn't get that conversation on camera. Eh? <laughs> like, I feel like if we get to like the, the, the tell all and we talk to Julio's mom, she'd be like, mm, I didn't really say that. I feel like, I feel like Julio is just kind of inventing this out of thin air. Yeah, it really. I mean, here's what I think it is. His mom doesn't want him to move. And he doesn't want to disappoint mom. So he's making up the rest of it for me. I almost feel like he got way in over his head. I think he realized, I think he doesn't want to move. I think he's like, like as he talked about, it, he's like, oh man, you know, I'm going to miss the food. I'm going to miss my family. You know what? I don't think I want to do this. How can I get out of this without <laughs> looking like the biggest douchebag possible? Oh, I know. I'll put it all on my family. My family's making me not move, Kirsten. I, I have no no say over this. I have to stay here for my family. I feel like he tried to get out of this in the best way possible, but he still looks like a douchebag while doing it. Yeah, I don't think there's any saving face here. Uh, also, it doesn't help that he basically says that he doesn't know if he can move. And then Kirsten says, well, I can't do another year of waiting which makes total sense like yeah why would i want to sign up for another year long distance relationship if you know if we don't have to like you could totally move here but i don't want to like i i was built the promise that i would be with you within three months and now you're telling me you can't even give me a timeline you're just like oh when it happens it happens like you're basically asking me to put my life on hold for you for who knows how long essentially that's essentially what it is and he then Claps back with, well, I don't think you can put a timeline on stuff like this. Uh, you totally can, Julio, when you had a timeline on it. You can't yeah. just remove the timeline. Like, nah, we don't do this timeline shit here. No, we absolutely had a timeline. It moved from a couple months to then six months, and now it could be a year. You're yeah. you're pushing the goalposts. You can and you did, uh, my friend. Like I said, it feels like, it, it really feels like he texted her probably. He was like, you know what? I, I can't do this. We're going to have to break up. And then, like, he told the producers, the producers, like, no, 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 no. That's not how we're going to do this. You're going to have to get on camera and do this face to face or computer to computer because we can't just put up a black screen that says Julio text the curse and said it was over. You're going to have to go through this whole thing on camera and we're going to force you to look like an idiot and an asshole. Oh, God. Yeah. I think, I, you know, as when cursing gets on, it feels like it, it feels like this was already done because cursing's like already just like, Already knows what's up, I think, when she gets on this computer call. Well, she's like fully going through the motions, feeling a lot of things about this news. Because again, at the end of the day, she's been in this relationship for a long ass time, waiting 
for it to become in person. And she's talking to this man across the screen who not only is trying to get out of getting into this relationship being in person, but also is has changed in demeanor. He no longer seems keen on moving. He doesn't seem keen on being with her. And she's seeing all of this happen at one point on one at one like at once. And it's a lot to go through. She starts getting a little bit emotional, gets starts welling up a little bit. And Julio says, one of the top by top five worst things you can say when someone in front of you is going through it. Yeah, can we just end this call? Yeah, can we get this? Can we just get this done? Like, can I? Uh, can I say bye now? Because he knows he he's aware. He sees his camera in front of him. He knows the more this goes on, the worse he looks. So he wants to get this thing done and dusted as soon as he can. And she, for her part, she is not letting him go with just a simple like, "We got to end this." She's like, "Oh, that's all you got to say? That's it?" She, for her part, she she is trying to she's giving him the riot act. And and she should because. I feel like Julio's been having his cake and eating it too. And I feel like it's such BS that he's acting like she's acting too extreme about this when he's like, I feel like we've been living in a fantasy world for this whole relationship. It's not a fantasy world. If both of you buy into something and you've led her to believe it's happening all the way to the point where you've trial lived together and the move is like you've applied for documents. Like to me, that's no longer fantasy world. That is both of you agreeing this is your reality. And now you've pulled back and you're trying to make her look a fool and look yeah. like she was dumb for thinking that this was ever going to happen. He sold this fantasy as yes. reality. Like he's like, this is definitely going to happen. And now he's like, he's like, oh, you know what? Nah, you know, actually, you know what? My mommy said I can't come out to play right now. So my bad. I, I got to stay here. Like, you know, it, it's it's a real it's a real bad cop out. And it's, uh, you know, you can tell that he's like, he is not relishing doing this because he, he knows how it makes him. Look. I can't with him. Uh, I'm I, so you know, he makes it, he makes it even worse because he's like he's, you know, doing all this like smiling and yeah, and he's like, laughing, laughing, grinning. She's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, you don't even care. He's like, well, how, how do you know that I'm not going to hang up this phone and go cry? <laughs> you're, smiling. Say you're smiling in my face, bro. You're laughing at me. That's how I know. Come on. Oh. If he showed even a little emotion, he could have he could have salvaged a little of this. Yeah, but he failed failed hard, and they're not on the next time on. We got to be done. This has to be done, right? He literally said, "Can we end this?" When she was trying, she was about to, you know, feel feel. So I'd be shocked if we're not done. But then also, I feel like typically with ninety day, how many of the couples are done before the reunion? Not many. So we can't have nine candidates all for being done. Or maybe yeah, it's the first. We, I don't know. We got, we got uh, Sarper and Shekinah. I feel like it was like, this is like the handoff. Like we're, we're handing off with Ewan Kirsten. They're done. And now we're getting Shekinah and Sarper. Like, I feel like that's what this was. But but what else is there left to do in the Julio Kirsten story? Um, like he said, we said what we had to say. and we, we did what we had to do. What else is there left to do here? That's not a bad shot that they're the ones getting... Um, they're the this, ones getting uh, handed off. This is not a show, right? Tyre is before, right? Before, this isn't Tyre show. No. Tyre is the before the 90 days. Okay, yeah, that's right. But I mean, like, look at that show. We Tyre is, you know, probably done. Hopefully. Gone. Yeah, his um, story's over. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you never saw Leo and Kirsten on the show again. If this was truly the end of this couple, you think it was this was such a boring 
storyline. And all yeah. it did was make me feel bad for Kirsten. And that's it. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. They, they are the they are the most boring couple we've I think we've ever seen on 90 Day because there was no real big drama because neither one of them really. It, 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 Kirsten doesn't feel like a yeller to me. Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like they would get in some big fracas like we usually see. It really kind of ended in a whimper. Yeah, no, absolute whimper. And like, honestly, kudos to to Kirsten for not going in on this man any further or doing anything else, because nah, this was like it would have been deserved too. but it's fine. I just think our life would not be any more changed if Julio Kirsten never came on our screens. We will be fine. Our lives will be fine. Yeah, and and if anything, um, put her on the single life. Do not bring him back. I mean, Kirsten's a lovely woman, but I just I don't I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, but I want her to get nice, and I feel like she got yeah. nothing but but nonsense. But do but but uh, on these nine days single lives, I don't think I've ever really watched the whole season of it. Do they ever really come out of that in a good situation? No, right. You're not really doing Kirsten any favors by putting her on that show. I'll give her some money. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break here, Jason. When we get back, we'll talk about Brandon and Mary. All right. So we're going to go to the Philippines now and check in with Brandon and Mary, who um, are still, you know, coming off of that huge fight slash makeup slash trust session about the uh, the whole insecurity that Mary had towards Brandon and, and the way Brandon might behave. So now they've made up. So that's nice. She does take him to her old place where the uh, the typhoon Odette did take down their house, unfortunately, which is why the grandparents now live with Brandon and Mary in their new place. This is where we get the what we saw last week's next time on be about. And that's all we got from them this week was Brandon saying, listen, we have about three hundred dollars left from the money that I've sent and brought with me that'll cover our bills for next month. Can we ask your grandfather for a loan to help out with the house situation? And this opens up a huge ball of emotions from Mary who says, no, I cannot. He has his own problems. He sacrificed so much for me. There's no way I'm going to be okay with you asking uh, grandpa for them for any money. And to that, I say, okay, cool. But what are you going to do then? How, like, how do you come over here? Not over here, over to the Philippines with Naria plan. Naria, like, this is what we're going to do for money with your little $300. What, what, what kind of person that like, don't you think he should have stayed for a little while longer in the U S built up some more money before he came over here with, with no plan. I, I just, I can't believe he has like zero idea of what to do now. See, and I thought all the money that was sent and then the money he was bringing, I thought it was going to cover everything. I really did. Um, But it sounds like it's covering nada. (laughs) It covered everything until he got here, which granted he got a whole house out of it. Like, that's pretty cool. But where's the rest of the money? But like, like item item on the agenda number one. When I get over there, what are we going to do for money? Like, I'd had that figure out before I said flew on a plane. Before I leave any jobs I have in the U.S. that will give me some money, I want a plan of what we're going to do when I get over there for money. It seems like they didn't talk about that at all. There's like, oh, guess we're here now. We got no money. What are we going to do? Let's let's get let's get a loan from your grandpa, who you know, as far as I know, I don't, doesn't have that much money to be given out in the first place. 
which is interesting to me. I'm, I'm surprised Brandon be like, well, I mean, I mean, he did kind of say it. He's like, you know, it's kind of living in my house that I bought. So I don't know what, <laughs> where his money's going. Mm-hmm. Not into the house. Grandpa has a whole, like he's got the whole farming thing going on. So if he's not paying for the bills or the house, then where is the money? Because did we get an indication that her brother's the one repairing their old house? Yeah. So she did say that her brother is fixing it back up. I was surprised Brandon didn't go on there. Like, "Mm, you know what? Doesn't look bad. Maybe your grandparents can can move back in here. Let me have the house to myself where I don't have to ask permission to, uh, you know, have fun. Yeah. I don't know where we're going with this. Um, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know that that's my answer. My assessment is I do not know where they're going to get money from moving forward because he doesn't seem to have any prospects right now. I don't think she has any prospects right now. She can sell so, necklaces. Oh yeah, she can sell necklaces. Well, she said I can sell necklaces, but also that's not going to be a lot of money. So it's like, okay, yeah. well we need, oh. sounds like we need more money. <laughs> yeah and i like how he's like he pushed back on her she's like yeah he he helped me pay for my college he's like ah, 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 ah you got a scholarship so he didn't help you pay for college I'm like okay not really time to be pushing back this much brandon yeah i think i think that's where we leave them uh we do not see them on the next time on either so they're on ice but next week we do get three couples that we didn't see this episode jason kenny and armando are at a bar and they're trying to take the edge off and there's a man dancing on Armando. So that's the scene. I don't really know what the storyline is there because he mentioned about wanting Armando to come out of his shell. But I don't remember the last time we spoke about them. There was anything about the need for Armando to come out of his shell. Yeah, I'm not. not it just seems like a really just a kind of a, a funner segment for them next next week. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how much drama we're going to get out of them, but I mean, it's Kenny and Armando. We don't typically get a lot of drama. They have had some this this season, but I think that's just kind of a fun segment to maybe cleanse our palate from some of these other couples we have. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The other thing, the other couple we do see is, of course, Holly and Wayne, where Wayne is now going to come clean about the money stuff, which <laughs> how what, much what more do you come <laughs> clean? Yeah, what does he have left to come clean about? I feel like he, he already told her he spent all his money on crypto, all her money on crypto. So what is there left to complain about? I don't know, but it's almost like the floodgates are open. And now that he has said, listen, I might not have that much money and also has said, it's be- I didn't say anything because you don't want to live poor. And yeah. you said you would leave someone if you- they're not financially stable. And he's like, well, now you know. So let me tell you everything. So I don't know how that's going to go personally. Yeah, in, in typical 90 day fashion, like now that I have you trapped over here in a different country, uh, let me tell you all the reasons why you should have never gotten here in the first place. Yeah, the old TJ, uh, same same mentality of like, well, you're here and you're probably going to stay. So let's now tell you all the harsh realities of stuff that you may not have had enough time to adapt to. But cool, you'll deal. Um, then we also see Danielle and Johan. And I swear you cannot convince me otherwise. This next time on scene has to be a repeat from last season, because I swear I've heard this before where Johan says that he wants to wait a couple more months before having a baby because he would like to continue trying to have the baby naturally. It's all we've heard for the last season and a half from them, and it's getting very old very fast. I'm done. I liked it better when at the very least it looked like they were being friends, bonding with other friends. That was fun to me. That was something different for these two. This is more of the same, and I don't care for it. Yeah, I'm not here for it. Not cool. Nope. 
All right. You know what else? Uh, no, actually, you know, yeah. You know what I am here for? I kind of locked myself into the segue. So just go with me. I'm here for Shekinah and Sarper, Jason. Big, big fan of these two. I know you are. And I guess I'll hop aboard the train and humor you as well with Shekinah and Sarper, who we met last week. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> the slander continues. Uh, <laughs> boy, these two, uh, the word that comes to mind is just like, unserious right like this is just this is kind of for funsies right like this isn't serious right i feel like and i'm watching them on them on my tv i'm looking around like am i, get, am I getting punked here like where, where are the candid cameras where where is puya with the hidden camera show like this is not a real couple right these aren't real people right they really are the equivalent of now let's take a silly one of, yeah. of yeah. the couples <laughs> Where like everyone yeah. else is like they've moved, they're they've got like a whole foundation, all this, and then it's like, all right, now let's have a joke one because these two really do not feel so far like I've been given any indication that things should work out. Um, because the whole thing with Shekinah now through two episodes of meeting her is her family saying Shekinah picks awful men, Shekinah's mm-hmm. choice in men are toxic and horrible, and then in this week, first scene we see of Shekinah, the only scene we see of Shekinah, is her saying she needs to have an important conversation when she goes and we meet Birdo, her ex who is 27 years older than her and who she met when she was 23 putting him at 50 when they met, when they got together they have a child together, Sophie and she wanted to meet up with Birdo because obviously she's moving to Turkey and their daughter is at boarding school at the moment, but at some point will be coming back. And he's been living in Costa Rica because he owns a hotel there. And she's trying to let him know that he is, she's going to be moving to Turkey. And he's also like, you are moving way too fast. This has been five months. What makes you think it'll work out with this guy? And then he tells us that, you know, she puts her choices more on looks and not morals when it comes to men. So I'm not really hopeful about this. But then he does say, I don't think you're putting our daughter first. And says, well, you're clearly not going to change your mind, so I'm not going to try and change it. I'm just going to say, if you'd ever need me for any support, do not hesitate to call me no matter what. This is a very interesting conversation. If you hadn't told, if I came in here not knowing anything about these two people, I'd be like, oh, you know, typical 90 day stuff, a dad, you know, advising his daughter not to not to go through with this. Like, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have clocked that it was a, a, an ex with uh, with his, his baby mama telling her not to go through with this i was like oh okay that's interesting and when when berno comes i don't know if i don't know how long it's been since he's seen shekinah but you can tell by look on his face and like a lot of things have changed for shekinah since he saw her last he's like oh you look interesting like you could tell i look on his face and he was surprised to see what he was looking at and throughout this conversation you know, she kind of brings up like, well, it's kind of a double standard that you're, you know, he's advising me not to leave my daughter when he spent so many years away from her. I was like, ah, well, it's like, it's not exactly the same. I, I understand where she thinks the double standard comes in, but you're leaving to pursue an F boy. Like <laughs> I, he left to provide a living for you and your daughter. You're leaving to, to go to an F boy, right? Am I crazy yeah. thinking that? Well, that okay. So let's address that. Let's meet the alleged F boy because we don't know him yet. Maybe he's not. Let's get introduced to Sarper, shall we? TLC. So TLC says, Yes, you should. Here's Sarper. Okay. Sarper is 43 years old. He's been modeling for about a year. He has done exotic dancing for about seven years at some point. And then 
a few years ago, he got into fitness and bodybuilding. He did have his uh, uh, personal trainer license from about 10 years ago, but only in the last year has he really been all in on it. And I was like, okay, so far, all I know about Sarper is he's a handsome 43 who models, dances, and bodybuilds. Okay, that's not enough to judge a character. Let's learn more about him. How about you introduce us to some of his friends and family? And TLC said, okay, here's Mete. Met is his best friend. And Met is being introduced here by way of Sarper letting him know, hey, uh, remember that woman I met? Yeah, she's moving in. She's moving in fully. And this is where we learn a couple of things, Jason. Now, in the big question of, is he an F-boy? Yeah. The day that him, first of all, him and Sarah Shekinah met through a matchmaking site. Cool. They met up and he said he wasn't expecting too much, maybe a one night stand. But then things got real and it took off real quick and it really felt different. But then the next day after their first hookup, the next day he was with two women he felt tired. She wanted to meet up again. And he was like, no, 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 I can't meet up today. And then she insisted and they met up anyway. So I was like, okay, so he slept with three women that day. Including I'm exhausted Chicago. from all of the sex. <laughs> and so much of it. I cannot bear anymore, but I will try and trudge on for you. Shekinah. Oh, <laughs> the things I do for you, no. <laughs> the sacrifices I make. Man, this guy, this, this, how much of, how much of what this guy says is actually like, true and factual well we tried to do the math last week um it was hell yeah yeah i I was getting my calculator out right with y'all or like listen the math of 2500 divided by like you know what the math ain't gonna math let's just leave it at that if he's doing if he's is if he's having three women in one in one day we didn't y'all don't really calculate that i mean let's bro that's still that's still 800 days yeah yeah that's still that's three years of three people a day that is a lot of people and a lot of not of no way. Yeah, no I just way. feel like I feel like this guy belongs to like an SNL sketch or something. He's like, yes, I've bedded twenty five hundred women on a scale of one to eight in testosterone. I I I got a twelve. Like this guy just just has to be the the biggest baddest guy around. He's got a as he says a bad boy, tough exterior. Like, oh, yeah. What's guy. funny is that the intro to Sarper reminded me of an intro to someone that we met on the other show that I'm covering right now before the 90 day in that of Statler where Mm. Statler's whole opening bio was look at all the sex I have. I am the best at sex. I am the gold medalist of sexing. And and that kind of came back again this week. We'll talk about it on the other episode with Sasha this week, but my God. Um, Yeah. His whole thing was about how many people he's been with and how many hookups he's had. And, um, that now he's finally decided hang my jersey on in the rafters retire my number because this is it for me i want to be with her you know how committed he is jason how dare you call him an f-boy he has not slept with anybody for 79 days jason 79 79 days he's counting he has a calendar on the wall and he's doing an x out of like Another day, no sex. It's been seventy nine days. You go into his apartment; the wall's been carved in <laughs> yeah. with like the one 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 yes. line through it. It's been seventy nine long days, long ass days. And I, honestly, I don't even know if I believe him. Like, I, I don't. I don't know. It seems like seventy nine days. This guy would be a lot. Now, Puya, I saw this guy. And this is our first like real like extended exposure to Sarper. We saw his picture the other the other week, but I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I've seen this guy somewhere. I no, you haven't. I cannot place it. I can't figure it out. And then it hit me. 
So I want Puya, I want you to get your 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 Google out. I want I'm gonna give you uh something to search. Okay. Uh, and okay. people at home, you can play along. Okay. And as I said, I am a girl dad, right? I am I'm a hashtag girl dad. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been tortured throughout the years with children's programming. Um, Where are so, you going with this? Okay, I want you to enter the words "lazy town Robbie Rotten," and I want you to just look at the images that come up. Lazy town Robbie Rotten. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. You, you folks at home, do this too. And and you. <laughs> And this is who you tell me that's not him with the plastic looking hair. All right. And then we look up Sarper from 90 Day. I'm, I'm going to get a side by side going here for me. Um, okay. You know, I can see it. Yeah. I was like, I've seen I this can guy kind before. of see it. I was like, yeah, the, 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 I'll the, give him this. He's more, he's like better looking than Robbie Rotten at mm-hmm. the very least. But the hair, the eyebrows, like the face, yeah. the face shape definitely lends to that for sure. For sure. I just, I, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. And then I was like, it, it hit me. I was like, I, yeah, I was tortured with this show for years uh, with, <laughs> with my daughter. So I was like, oh yeah, this guy is familiar. <laughs> what is the premise of this show? Um, it's like, it's this guy, the, the Robbie Ron character is like a villain who is against like being active, I think. If I remember correctly, like he wants because he's like to be, it's lazy town, so he's about yeah, the laziness, right? And uh, the, all the kids on the show and some other superhero guy uh, promote active lifestyles with kids or something. If I can remember this correctly, doesn't feel like the right call for a kids show because you want to like promote activity in kids, right? Maybe I don't know. Well, that's what it does. They promote activity. Robbie Rotten is the bad guy because he, oh, like, you know, so he's not like the main character. He's the villain. Yeah, he's the bad guy. There's some other like uh, okay. hero character that that opposes him that gets the kids active and moving. Oh, it's an Icelandic show. Yeah. You're so like, you, so you were in a household where this no, show was a, being watched dubbed. No, it, no, it was like an import. It was in English. It was an import show. Oh, uh, originally performed in English. The show has been dubbed into more than thirty languages. There we go. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So that's the guy. That's, that's who Sarper reminds me of. I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. You know, when you said open Google, I was like, I don't know if I want, should I open incognito? Like, what are you about to send me out? And then you said the audience can do it too. I was like, Jason, I better not be getting letters. Okay, we're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I'm trying we're to get good. viruses on everyone's, on everyone's phones. Yeah. Ooh, I have an article opened here that... Um, uh, don't research Robbie Rotten too. The, the no, 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 no. It's like 90 Day Fiance colon the other way. Sarper's Instagram is pure cringe bracket. Here's why. Um, so there's, uh, I'm looking at a... First, oh my God! You want to know what his Instagram handle is? Oh, please tell me. You don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so his Instagram handle is, and I shit you not, if you go to Instagram.com/slash the retired bad boy. Oh boy! <laughs> is that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler for this season? Oh my God! And then his um his account reads oh he has a private account called sarper 90 day so at least he's got his other account but this account it says advices of a former bad boy on relationships and they're all like instagram reels of um can a bad boy turn into a lover how to win a bad boy's heart okay how let's find out how to win a bad boy's heart okay um 
as a woman, if you really want to win the heart of a bad boy and turn that friends with benefit, okay, I don't want to do this. <laughs> anyway, and this, is, and this is really him. This is like, like legit. Genuinely, it is him. Wow. It is him. Um, how a bad boy controls your aesthetics. Does a bad boy apologize? What is this? <laughs> what in the Andrew Tate are you oh, doing? I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Where's your Bugatti? Bugatti. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. Oh my god! Listen, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, right? I mean, he's a retired bad boy now. I, honestly, though, I I don't know if I I see this going bad. This might go really well. They seem to be very suited to each other. Honestly, they, oh they love the same type of things, like themselves, basically. Yeah. Um. So you know, this might this might be okay. So okay, so a couple other updates I need to give you here. So first of all, first of all, um, Sarper's private account, like his main, his the account that is his account, has half the followers to the retired bad boy. So his retired bad boy account has more followers. The second thing is that him and Shekinah have a shared account as well. Oh, I see that. Shekinah Sarper 90 Day. <laughs> And do they have a YouTube channel? They, you've been on the show a week. How do you have all of this set up? They need oh my to God. capitalize. We are, they need to capitalize. Yep, they have they have shorts about uh, he's doing oh God, what are, okay. Alright, this was a mistake. We should have just, why do we do research on the pod? That seems like a mistake. We shouldn't have been doing this. Probably, but listen, it's, it's good content. Like This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so the retired bad boy is on the scenes here. Also, yeah, by the way, uh, his friend does not think this relationship will work. And if no, your friend no. doesn't think it'll work, I don't know. Well, 79 you know, days might not be enough. They trudge this guy in to be the disapproving friend. And he, he did his job very well because he knows, he knows his buddy, right? He knows his friend. I think so, right? Maybe. Well, yeah, but I mean, from the outside looking in, like they seem they seem like they could be a match. Like I I'm for it. They seem they seem to be suited together. So, you know, never say never. I think this could last. Yeah. We'll see where it Can't goes. Can't wait just there and that that 79 day drought ends. I mean, it'll probably probably be like day 82 or so when she gets there. He, he's going to be yeah, he's going to be ready to uh, to, yeah. to end his drought. Yeah. Do you want Okay. So I was looking through as we've been talking about these couples, I've been opening their Instagrams and Kirsten's account was privated. So I follow requested so I could see if there's any photos with her and Julio, because that could confirm if this relationship's done or not. Would you like the results of that? Because I did get the oh, approval God. to follow Kirsten during the podcast. She approved it that fast. Yeah, she 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 got time. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> she, she don't care. She, I don't know. It's private, but like I got in very quickly. Uh, um, I'm I'm almost scared to ask, but but go ahead. So the latest photo on her grid is from five weeks ago, and I opened that, and there was a comment on it that said, "Kirsten, I just want you to know you were way out of Julio's league. You are the most gorgeous and sweet person I have seen on 90 Day Fiance." Like, nice. all right, Rory. The, okay coming in hot and then there's one reply to this uh comment and it's from kirsten oh that was julia kirsten replied with thanks girl heart emoji they're done there's not a single photo of julio on this on this whole profile at all good it's done good as Chappelle would say stand up good (laughs) stand up and she stood up and is done bye-bye julio see you never okay 
All right. Does that bring us to the end here? Yeah, I think so. What's your take on Shekinah's Sarper uh, longevity? Okay. So I'm very excited to see them in person. Uh, I think that's going to be the fun one for me because I feel like at this point, we have met Sarper. We have heard about Shekinah's history with men and what she's looking for and part of the reason she's fully invested in this relationship is that she thinks this is different and also she wants to set a good example for her daughter that like you know you go for the right things you follow for what you believe in but i mean if if you're saying this right i want to set a good example for my daughter if you're on the show 90 day fiance that should be a hint to you that this is probably not a healthy relationship Sheila have proven us wrong. You know, Ken and Armando have proven us wrong. That can happen. But those are outliers, right? Those are outliers because they were uh, interesting cases. Like, Kenny Armando were our first gay couple. Uh, David and Sheila, you know, a deaf guy and his and his girl. Those were, you know, special cases. These are just a, your random guy and girl. You know, I, I think if you're on the show and you're just, you're, you're a normal person, like guy and girl with no special circumstances, if you're on the show, you have a toxic relationship, I think, is what we have seen. If Night Day Fiance is like, oh, yeah, we have to get you on the show immediately. That should be a tip off to you that you you probably are not in a healthy relationship. Like, you know, I, I think if like, let's say you and Liana apply for the show, right? And they interviewed y'all. You'd be like, yeah, we fight. We fight all the time. They're like, oh, really? About what? Like, well, she thinks Dan is the best BB winner. And I think it's Dr. Will. They'd be like, oh. Okay, you guys are coming on the show. Yeah, imagine that even happening in this house. <laughs> Be like, so I, I, no, I, I, I like this person. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's the argument. That's 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 it in a nutshell. So they'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're not fit for this show. But I think if you're if they call you back, I think you got some uh, you've got some issues. Yeah. So. All of this to say, do I think they're going to last? What's my timeline on them? I give it two weeks. Yeah, listen, I, I think I think this could go this could go the long way. There are two caricatures of real people. Like they don't seem like even real like people to me, but I think they match in that way. Yeah, I not to fight for the mirror every morning, but I think that'll be the maybe the biggest of their issues. But I I I, I won't rule out. That when she gets over there, he's going to be, you know, uh, alpha male and telling her how she should be doing things. I think that is going to be kind of the typical 90 day story. So that could definitely be an issue. Uh, But I mean, it seemed like from our Internet sleuthing, they might still be together. I mean, there there is a shared account, but also let's be honest, they've only had two weeks to really be in the public eye. So for all we know, have any activity recently. Huh? Does the shared account have any activity recently? The shared account is private. Oh. For some reason. Listen, I'll I'll slap the follow request right now <laughs> and see if they get back to me um before the we wrap up with our plugs. So yeah. I'll tell you momentarily. But for now, for now, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, let the people know where can they find you and what other things you have going on at the moment. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, J-A-Y-R-1085. Uh, as far as podcasts go, uh, I'm over on Poster Recaps right now doing Winning Time with Grace Leader. I'm also doing Lioness with Sasha Joseph. 
Um, both of those shows are wrapping up uh, pretty soon. Um, I do have the podcast Perfect Match with Asia Welch, but we are on hiatus right now since the show Married at First Sight is on hiatus as well. Um, I was also on 32 Fans recently with a uh, you know, frequent guest of this show, Chappelle. We talked about uh, the Ravens with Alexander Chester over there on 32 Fans. So go hey, our out. team. Woo! <laughs> yeah, our team. Um, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jason. Always a, a joy having you on. Um, to the rest of you, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I am not podcasting so come through and say hi would appreciate it of course and then uh, as i said earlier 90 day fiancés before the 90 days we have an episode that is ready to go that's going to be with sasha so you can check that out to see what my thoughts are on all the mess happening there and uh, traders new zealand has come to an end Uh, this week was the finale myself and shannon gus will be talking about all of that and of course me and purdy will be getting back together to talk about anything that goes down on traders au this week on the road to the finale as well and uh, last but not least if you are watching big brother you can catch me friday mornings talking about what went on on the live feeds on thursdays that's always a good time and uh thank you so much for joining us we have arrived at the destination here on the hot mess express we hope you had fun with us i did not get the follow approved by shekinah and sarper y'all uh kirsten is in the netherlands she's in a different time zone catch up like it's like nighttime for her and she she accepted the follow so shame on you okay i'm surprised it'll stay on their phones waiting for waiting for waiting for follow requests as yeah although they're in turkey as they seem to be they're in turkey so that they, you yeah. know I, I stand corrected but anyway we'll find out maybe we'll give you an update on that next week but for now folks hope you had fun take care have a good one and we'll catch you next week bye